0: Welcome back, everybody. Today's guest, I met virtually through a mutual friend, and I'm just thrilled to have her as a fellow former teacher share her story today. Kristen McIntyre is a former teacher turned freelance copywriter and online business mentor. In 2020, she left her job as an English instructor at a state university and decided to go all in on building a freelance copywriting business. Now she's tripled her teaching salary, working for herself, and she's on a mission to help other teachers make the leap from the classroom to online business so they can increase their earning potential and make their own schedules. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Candace. I'm so excited
0: to chat today. What a story you have. Tell us about that and how you are
1: where you are now. Sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you kind of the 30,000 foot view. I started, I really wanted to be an English teacher kind of my whole life, right? So I, I went to school to become a teacher and I really liked creative writing and I really just followed that passion right into the classroom. So always pretty much knew I wanted to be a teacher. I came from a long line of teachers. I think I have at least 10 in my immediate family. So surrounded by educators my whole life. And They were very much people that I looked up to. I remember just like really loving my fifth grade teacher and really loving some of my teachers in college and and one teacher in particular in high school. So yeah, teachers were always kind of my idols. And it made so much sense for me as somebody who really liked English and reading and writing to, to pursue a career in education. And I did that. I went to school and got a bachelor's degree in English and an advanced degree in creative writing and decided I would teach at the college level. And while I was kind of you know, pursuing this big goal, I really didn't have the foresight to say like, well, how would a teaching career contribute to my life other than just in through a sheer passion, like vain, right? Other than just like being something that I'm super passionate about. So when I finally became an instructor at the college level, I realized that the salary I was bringing home, unfortunately, wasn't going to be enough to support me in my life goals and my personal goals. I was faced with this kind of decision to make, you know, do I stay in the classroom and keep supporting the students that I love and kind of keep dealing with the red tape in the education world? Or do I look Beyond the classroom and see what else is out there for me. And that particular juncture or like that kind of point of pivot was scary to wonder what else is out there after I had been chasing this dream for years and years and finally achieved it and then decided that I wanted to maybe chase a different a different dream. In a very long story short, I discovered copywriting, which is not something that I was familiar with, even being an English major and being in around writing a lot in the academic space. I I had no idea what copywriting was. Nobody had ever said that word to me. So when I discovered copywriting, which is essentially writing for businesses and, and marketing, I figured I would try my hand at that in hopes that it would maybe just be a side hustle at first. And you know, pad my income as a teacher. And then I was doing so well in my business that it didn't make sense for me to continue teaching anymore. So I left the classroom and transitioned to business ownership.
0: Wonderful. There's so many things about that that I want to touch on. But first, I come from a long line of teachers too. And my dad was my fourth grade teacher actually, and it was best elementary year I can remember. And like you just thought the world of teachers, what was that like for you when you finally left the classroom and maybe had to tell some of those people or your family finds out that you're leaving for entrepreneurship? Tell me about that experience.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. So I feel like when you ever you're doing something new and you're really excited about that thing, it's so vulnerable to share that thing with other people, right? Because you're excited about it and and I thought it was I was like very excited about writing for businesses and turning my passion for writing into something that could maybe be a little bit more of a lucrative career for me. In the same vein, it was just a new dream that I had, right? I didn't have too much proof that this was going to pan out. It was just something I wanted to try. And a lot of the folks around me thought that entrepreneurship and freelancing was just a big risk, right? It's just, it's a non-traditional career path. It's giving up your quote unquote stable and steady paycheck for a paycheck that's based on client work. And that can be a little bit uncertain. So definitely in the beginning, when I was sharing this kind of vulnerable dream that I had with people, I would get some eyebrow raises. And that can be super discouraging, especially in the beginning when you just just need somebody to kind of cheerlead you. But thankfully, I did have a few key people in my corner who just kind of believed in me no matter what. Um, mostly my, my mom was such a cheerleader and supporter for what I was doing. My partner, Matt and my friend Hillary, who I was teaching with at the time, who ironically now is a business partner of mine. She, she also left the classroom and went freelance, but it just takes a few people in my experience to really be on your side. And that can kind of give you the momentum, even when there's outside voices kind of being like, Are you sure you want to do that?
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Having at least just even one or two people that can kind of talk some sense into you and be like, no, remember, this is what you want and validate you or they just help you feel more confident in stepping out because it is scary. It's so different. And I don't know about you, but I never thought in my whole life that I would leave the classroom until I did. I
1: can totally agree. I started to have some signs that maybe classroom life, you know, the career inside the classroom wasn't exactly for me maybe just a few years into teaching when I was just kind of working around the clock. I was an English instructor. So we graded a ton of papers and that was super labor intensive to like give critical feedback to every student on their 10 page paper you know that and that was yeah. like one piece of grading in the year let alone all the other assignments so i quickly realized that i was giving to my job so much more than i was getting from it mm. the end of the day it was like a net loss unfortunately i was just right. i kept giving and giving and giving and that felt like a runaway train and i didn't feel like i was compensated well on many different levels. I wasn't compensated well. Emotionally, my mental health was kind of in the trash because I was so stressed all the time and my finances weren't really growing or I wasn't able to plug those financial holes, especially like, you know, student loans that I had taken out to become a teacher. So I, I really was interested in balancing the scales a little bit more. And that's when I kind of became a little bit more open to leaving the classroom before I before I finally did. But in the beginning, I surely thought, I'd be there for the duration of my career.
0: And I don't think you have to be a teacher to have felt like what you just described. I think that's really relatable. So tell us, how did you make that transition then from being an adjunct instructor to full-time freelancer?
1: I actually made the transition pretty quickly, which is just inherent to my personality. I usually kind of go all in on something. And my original hope was that I would start freelancing on the side like i mentioned and it might be a nice little, you know, pad to my income as a teacher. And i i saw pretty quickly, i would say maybe it took me 2 months to kind of set up my my business basics and get a website up and, you know, start to understand what i'd be doing for clients and and all that jazz. And after those initial 2 months i started to reach out to clients. And i started to get clients pretty quickly. Like a few things really did pan out and i started helping people market their businesses with my writing and I saw pretty quickly I would say maybe within 2 or 3 months of actually doing client work that the work I was doing was so much more fulfilling than really pouring every last drop I had in, into into my teaching job so I started to make the transition to full-time freelancer pretty quickly I think I was in business for 3 months before I said to myself well I just matched my teaching salary this month and this work is super exciting to me. So I'm going to resign and go full in on my freelancing business. Now there's a little caveat in here because was I a full-time teacher during this transition? Yes. So I was putting in a lot of a lot of work. In the beginning I was teaching full-time and I was building a business in those early months without having paying clients yet, right before I reached out to to folks to start really providing services. And This was in 2020. So, this was right at, you know, in the thick of the pandemic. And I was sent home to work from home as a teacher through, you know, Zoom and all that while schools were closed. So, my prep for work actually became a little bit smaller because I could deliver a lesson on Zoom and record it and kind of like upload it. To the portal rather than, you know, sitting in four or five separate classes all day. Not to bog you down with the details, but I felt like I had a little bit more free time as a teacher in those early pandemic days because I was sent home. And that really gave me a leg up. And I really used that time to build and start building the. The business.
0: What was the hardest part, do you think, about making that leap from the classroom to online entrepreneurship?
1: That's a tough question. There's a lot of hard parts, of course, but in the beginning, the hardest was really believing in myself to do it, right? To to be able to make it work. I wonder if this is something that is a little bit underappreciated in the entrepreneur world or in the world where you're transitioning from a W two or a nine to five right over to becoming a business owner of sorts. You really do have to dig deep to believe in yourself because there is nobody telling you what to do and there's nobody kind of laying the path out. So you have to invent a lot of stuff as you're going. You have to problem solve on the fly. And you really do have to persist in the face of rejection or in the face of quote unquote failure or what you might perceive as failure at the time. It's an emotional roller coaster, especially in the beginning. And it takes some grit to weather those storms before things get consistently better and better and better and better. I think in the beginning for me, most of the hard stuff was really all mindset and all internal things.
0: Speaking of mindset, as I 100% agree with you, what did you have to do or was there anything that you did to help with that mindset? Or maybe was it just actually taking action and doing things that gave you the confidence? I have to tell you about the brand new Align Business Collective, led by Andrea Hansen, Brittany Williams, and myself, Candace Dudley, three entrepreneurs who have taken the leap, left their nine-to-five jobs, and are multi-passionate business owners. We understand your struggles. We have been in your shoes and felt that tug in our hearts knowing we are made for something bigger. Those racing thoughts that keep you up at night, that feeling in your heart that tells you it's time to break up with your nine-to-five job, we know it too. Join us to discover a community that blends empowerment, education, and For female entrepreneurs like you, our collective offers an array of exclusive benefits designed to elevate your business journey and foster personal growth. We know that hiring a business coach can sometimes feel impossible when you're starting out, which is why we created this collective. Whether you are just starting to realize that you have the potential to create something great, or already in the process of creating an exit plan to leave your nine to five, or have already taken the brave and bold leap to become an entrepreneur, this is the community that you have been dreaming of. No matter what stage you are at, we are here to support you. To find out more, join our mailing list, head to the show notes for the link. Now back to the show.
1: Oh, I love that. Yes. 100% action first. And we talk about all the time where we really try to wait for the confidence to do something first, but it's so much the opposite where you take yeah. the action and then you get the confidence, right? I, I'm sure you can agree with I that. Agree. That is like yes. hands down. <laughs> yeah, Hands down. That works every time. I will add something to that too. In the beginning, I think for my my mindset in particular, it was really important for me to be around People who were on the same journey as I was or people who believed in me and what I was doing. Like we had mentioned before, my partner, Matt, and my mom and a few of my friends, they didn't really understand entrepreneurship, but they believed that I was making The right choices for myself. And that was pivotal. But it was also super important for me to be around other new entrepreneurs and other new people who were dealing with the same struggles I was dealing with. I've made so many great friends in this online business space. And a lot of them came out of those early days when we were all just trying to figure it out together, you know, and you kind of find your people. That was really important for me in the beginning. I mean, that community that you're talking about there, almost every single
0: guest I have touches on that. So it's a big deal to put yourself in the room or go find people that are doing it too and ask them questions and just be bold in reaching out and finding those people. Because a lot of us in the beginning, we don't have them yet, but they're there. We're here. You know, we're here to say that they're there and there's people out there like that. But if you don't reach out, you might not find them.
1: It's so true. And honestly, Sometimes the word community, like when I envision the word community, I think of like tons and tons of people and I don't mean it in that way at all. I really mean just having like two or three folks who you can bounce ideas off of or say like, oh, today I'm really struggling with this thing and they can kind of help you through it. You really only need a few folks in your community and it makes a world of difference. Agreed. So you touched on how you knew
0: it was time to leave your nine to five, but- If you were giving advice to someone, what would you say or how would someone know that, hey, it might be time for me to move on from my nine to five to something else?
1: This is such a great question. For me, one of the signs that it was time for me to kind of consider something else was the feeling of dread that I would have going to my job. And I really spent a long time trying to ignore that gut Instinct of like, oh, I don't want to do this, mm. uh, which, which is hard to admit, right? Because I was in a job that a lot of people would love to have and I loved to have for a long time. But over time, my body and my mind started to tell me that I wasn't in a space I was really growing in anymore. And it was time to look beyond. The situation I was in that showed up for me really, truly as dread. Like I would dread going to work in the morning. I would have the Sunday scaries where you're, you know, you're like so relaxed over the weekend. And then all of a sudden you're filled with anxiety over the week ahead. And again, I spent a while ignoring those signs because I didn't know what to do with them. And I didn't know that I could even expand what was possible or that I could quote unquote, start over or start a new chapter. I just kind of figured this is the job I always wanted. This is a job I'm in and I better ride this out. (laughs) So those feelings of dread, I just thought were like part of the package. And it wasn't until I started to really listen to those feelings that I knew that it was time for me to leave. So, so that would be one thing I might point out to listeners who are wondering if it's time to consider something else.
0: Yeah. And it sounds like also giving yourself permission to say, and acknowledge that yes, this was one time my dream job, but I'm allowed to grow and shift and change. And that's okay that it's not my dream anymore.
1: 100%. It's such an important perspective that you just pointed out to let yourself change, like to let yourself grow in whatever direction you're growing, rather than try to box yourself in. And, you know, that's something I'm still learning, right? Like, yeah. even now, I'm like, okay, cool. Well, what you know, what does the business want to be this year? And like how you know, what other service do I want to deliver? Or how can I serve people in a way that is like I'm growing into? So I love this perspective. I, I didn't really truly come across it until I was in the entrepreneurship world of don't put yourself too much in a box. Like you can change and you can do brand new things. It's totally normal. And it's, it's really good for the soul anyway, to kind of chase new projects and new dreams.
0: For sure. What's one piece of advice you would give women who are reaching for big goals when they already have a full
1: plate? I empathize so much and can relate to so much to folks who want to change direction, but are already kind of like, I'm already giving 100% to the life that I have where can i dig deep and find even more to give building something new or changing direction i can relate to that so much especially think about i'm not a mother so i i don't know what it's like to have a, a you know a house full of home full of kids who also <laughs> need your attention but i see so many of my friends go through this and i empathize so much with folks who just have a lot of caregiving that they're doing, whether it's two children or two parents or two somebody who relies on them, and also have your own dreams to take care of and tend to as well. So to get back to your question of like, what, what do we do in that circumstance comes down to taking one small step at a time. And really being okay with if you have 10 minutes or 30 minutes a day to just kind of dedicate to moving the needle forward, you have 10 minutes or 30 minutes a day, like that's okay. And just really capitalizing on the 10 or 30 minutes that you do have rather than being like, oh, I can't accomplish anything in 10 minutes. Like, oh, forget it. You know, I'll wait until next month or next year. Little baby steps compound over time, right? It's like that compound interest principle that you can apply to your actions. Yes over time kind of takes you, from just little, little, little baby contributions to like, wow, all of a sudden you turn around and you've seen how far you've actually come. And that as a perspective, like you can change anything in your life that way. Have you
0: read the book, The Compound Effect?
1: I've read The Slight Edge, which is like very similar, similar Yeah,
0: Yep, I read them both. The Compound Effect was like my first personal development, like gateway book. And I was like, oh, I'm hooked, you're right. We discount those few minutes that we have in a day or those 30 minutes and think I can't accomplish anything. But really, if you did that consistently, man, you're going to be in a totally different place and you can accomplish things. For me, I had to get rid of some, you know, I'd write down goals. I'm an Enneagram three, so I love goals and achieving, but I would write them down with a date and a timeline, right? That I thought this is good. Well, I had to really let go of the timeline piece and be okay with it's going to happen as long as I keep showing up, like you said, in those few minutes, it will compound, it's going to happen, but maybe I need to release a little of those expectations of how fast or how long I think it should take and just let it be what it is.
1: I love that. This is reminding me of another perspective I'll add. I think a lot of us are trained to really seek the short term payoff. Like it's kind of the instant gratification, which makes perfect sense. We live in a very, very fast paced world. Lots of things come with instant gratification tacked onto it. Subconsciously, a lot of us are very much seek the like, I want my result now. And in business and building towards anything that you have, any goal or dream that you have, it's so powerful to take a long-term strategy rather than like just a short term and this just kind of piggybacks off of what you were saying we're like sometimes you have to let go of the timeline or you have to lengthen the timeline or you have to be okay with the timeline kind of like taking a little bit longer but you know that you're going to get there anyway it's just about putting in that consistent work no matter how long it takes the goal will materialize you just can't give up before it actually does
0: Definitely. If you had to start over again and do it all over again, what's the first things that
1: you would do? I think the very first step for me is whenever I'm chasing anything, but business in particular, is getting very clear on what I want and what I'm building. Just to take business, for instance, what am I offering? my clients. I really have to know what my services are. Who are my ideal clients so that I can really hone in on messaging that'll speak to that particular group of people and not the kind of collective we, right? Or or everybody because you end up not really speaking to anybody that way. I'd also really get clear on um my pricing so that I'm not waffling over, you know, what am I selling and how much is it for? And I'm on a discovery call, but I don't know, you know, <laughs> how, how much it costs to work with me. <laughs> I definitely stumbled through a lot of those conversations in the beginning, but I think if I was to start over, my very first step would be to gain clarity on the goal and the dream and then take small actions forward. One other thing I'll add here is I wasted a lot of time in the beginning holding multiple possibilities at once, like not deciding what I was going to do first second and third, but thinking to myself, I want to leave the classroom. Well, maybe I can become an occupational therapist. Maybe I can be a freelance copywriter. Maybe I can be, you know, something else. I had spent so much time thinking of options instead of deciding on something to do and really chasing that down. So another thing for me in the beginning now is is to just be very clear about making a decision so that I have a direction to pursue.
0: Doesn't mean that you couldn't possibly do those things later, but you can't do everything at one time. And when you are, you're not really doing a great job of either. So maybe not going to find the success that you would hope for by doing a bunch at once. What services do you currently offer and how can people work
1: with you? I do two things right now. I I serve my clients in my copywriting business and that vault writing websites for them and writing their sales material and maybe some of their emails. And I also work with teachers who want to transition out of the classroom and build freelance businesses. I'm a copywriter, but I work with teachers who want to build other freelance businesses as well. Some teachers want to build their own private tutoring businesses. Some want to be graphic designers. Some want to be bookkeepers. And I help teachers who are ready to transition out of the classroom and pursue freelance work full-time to replace their teaching salary, set up those businesses, market those businesses, and get their paying clients so that they can have really thriving success in the freelance world.
0: I'm super biased being a former teacher, but man, do we have so many skills that we don't even know about? The things we do in a day. I mean, you just named off so many jobs that we could do. Oh my gosh. So, my final question is what message would you like the listeners to take away today if they don't remember anything else?
1: What's coming to mind right now is really just believe in yourself. It is so tough to envision a brand new life, especially if you're making a big transition. Those are really scary and they're so. So many opportunities for the little critic inside to kind of be like, eh, maybe not or eh, who, who are you to think that could happen, you know, and I'd really love for folks who are listening to just walk away with the idea in themselves, you can make so many changes in a relatively short period of time, unrelentingly in your ability to make it work. Don't give up, keep going the next bend. And it's really just about taking those small, consistent actions to make it happen.
0: Thank you for that. So you have a free mini course actually for us. Tell me about that and also tell us where we can connect with you.
1: It's for teachers. If you're a teacher in the classroom or even in a teaching adjacent role, like you're a tutor or a substitute teacher or even a reading specialist, SLPs in the education system I work with as well. This is a free mini course and it's four days. So you'll receive Four emails to your email inbox over four days. And Hillary and I, and Hillary's my friend that I mentioned who I taught with, and now my business partner alongside me in this journey to help teachers build freelance businesses. Hillary and I unpack over four days really the four most important steps you can take in the beginning if you are deciding what freelance business you want to start and how to actually get started building a freelance business. The reason why we're doing this is because we're so passionate about helping teachers change the way that work shows up in their lives, right? And really kind of shift their relationship with work, which can be really, like I mentioned, one-sided to the freelance world where you have so much more control over the way work shows up in your life. And that can lead to really just a better quality of life overall, or at least it has for me and my business partner, Hillary. So If you're interested, go ahead and grab the free mini course. You can find us on Instagram at Teachers Make the Leap or you can go ahead and hop on the website teachersmaketheleap.com slash mini course. Perfect, I'll link all that in the show notes for our listeners.
0: And I mean, I think I could talk to you all day. Thank you so much for being on. It was super fun. I loved this conversation. Thanks for having me, Candice. All right, to the listeners, have a better, brave day. Hey, thanks for being here. I love being able to highlight entrepreneurial journeys because no two are the same. To grab my free sales page planner, or to book a discovery call with me, head to the show notes. Finally, please leave a quick review so I can continue this work. See you next week.